This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back for another edition of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. We all know the struggles the Blues have had scoring. We were all hoping that the Blues would be able to come out of it maybe against Nashville, but Nashville is a very good team defensively. They try to keep you on the perimeter. They try to stop those shots from close in, the good shots. They just are a good, sound defensive team. The Blues normally are also, and the Blues played pretty good defensively last night. Jake Allen played pretty good too, but the Blues were not able to get the win against the Predators and lost the game 2-1. to one. This comes back to not enough pressure on the goaltender, too many shots from 35 to 50 feet out, not enough guys in front of the net, not enough guys fighting for the puck in the corner, allowing other players to just beat them out of position, stop them from getting to the puck, and when they do get the puck, there's two Nashville Predators on them. Sometimes there was three on one guy. And I know it's tough to come out of that with three people on you. But when you do come out of that, there's going to be people open. If there's two or three guys on you, somebody's open. So the Blues need to find that open guy. They need to get better shots on goal. Jake Allen, if he plays the way he's been playing, the Blues will be fine. Been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter, Instagram today about how the Blues need to get a different goaltender. It still amazes me to this day when the Blues can't score and Jake Allen plays pretty damn good. People blame Jake Allen. It, it just frustrates the heck out of me. You know, it's not always the goaltender's fault. you got to blame sometimes the defense giving up that one mistake, giving up that good, good shot to where a guy's got an open lane, to where he can just put it over the shoulder of a goaltender. There are guys in this league that no matter what position a goaltender takes, they're going to be able to score if you give them an open shot. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Why would you let a guy shoot? You need to try to block it. In some instances, you need to pick your poison. Do you want to block it and maybe screen your goaltender? Or do you want to let the guy get an open shot and take the chance of your goalie saving it or not saving it? That's just the law of the land. You've got to make your decision. And I'm not saying the Blues made huge mistakes defensively, but those minor mistakes lead to goals. And Nashville, even though they're not the highest scoring team in the league, They're going to take advantage of those opportunities. They're a very opportunistic team. They wait and wait. They they keep you down. They keep you from getting a lot of opportunities. And when you do get opportunities, they're not very good. But when they get an opportunity, they take advantage of it. And that's what they did last night. Although Jake Allen got off to a very good start and made a great save just a couple minutes into the first period to keep this game scoreless. Smith, he fumbles it at the line. And now a pass across to Forsberg, to Johansson. Diving play by Jake Allen to get back. And he made the save without his goal stick. And now Forsberg blows a tire, and the Blues break it up. If you didn't get to watch the game on TV last night or you weren't at the game, go back and watch the video of this save. Just amazing. He loses a stick. They have a wide open net, and he just dives across it and makes a great save. Jake did his best to keep the Blues in this game. 
but with some of the pressure and some of the quality shots that Nashville was getting, you know it's going to happen sometime, and they went ahead one to nothing in the first period. They'll take it out, followed up by Yossi. Yossi will glide over the line and slam on the brakes. Yossi pulls the trigger, they score! Tipped in front. It looked like Craig Smith got a piece, and the Predators are on the board first. And this is a prime example of good defense leads to offense. Craig Smith picks this pass off from the corner to Dunn on the point. Roman Yossi joins the rush right away. Shot to the net, tips this one in. Roman Yossi waiting, waiting till traffic gets there. What a shot and what a play by Craig Smith defensively. Huge play defensively by Smith. And of course, offensively, he gets the Predators on the board. 13th goal of the year for Smith. Roman Yossi gets his 15th assist. 10 minutes, 37 seconds into the first. The Blues are down one to nothing. Mistakes kill the Blues, and Dunn made a mistake on this goal, eventual goal that is, by Craig Smith. Gave the puck up, and you can't do that. The Blues went out of the first period, down one to nothing. And I don't think they played bad in the first period, but it seemed like as the game went along, they got away from the Blues style of play. They started making some mistakes, even though they outshot Nashville 13-7 to in the first period, they weren't a lot of great opportunities for the Blues. There weren't a lot of guys in front of the net in front of Rene. There were a lot of those long shots that were weak shots. So even though the Blues outshot them, I would say Nashville had the better opportunities, even though, like I said, the Blues outshot them by almost double. And that doesn't always mean that's a good thing. Going into the second period, you're hoping the Blues offense will show up sometime. These are two active defense scores, as we showed you in our pregame show. Bertuzzo, a bomb. Glove saved by Rene. The Blues tried to get something going, at least Robert Bertuzzo did, at just about the midway through the second period. And nice shot by him. Clear shot, but then again, Pecorine could see it very easily, but he did have to make a pretty good save on it. Bertuzzo could have very easily scored on that goal. I thought that was the best opportunity the Blues had in the second period. And when you don't have many opportunities and the other team's taking advantage of the ones you're giving them, you're not going to win games. And they would get another goal in the second period, Nashville would, to make it two to nothing, Nashville. Here's Matt Irwin. He has skated very well tonight. Here's Forsberg. And they score! Forsberg teed it up for Yarncroke. And Callie Yarncroke continues his outstanding play. It's two nothing, Nashville. And what a play by the Nashville Predators. Peter, or sorry, Philip Forsberg, a threat to shoot from right in the slot area, but he hits Callie Yarncroke with a deceptive pass. We'll see here, you just spoke on Matt Irwin. Watch Philip Forsberg with this pass and Callie Yarncroke waiting to just unleash a bomb over the shoulder of Jake Allen. Callie Yarncroke just made a great shot from a side angle, beat Jake Allen cleanly. It, that was a goal scorer's goal. It was a very good goal, and I'm not really going to blame Jake Allen on that word. Forsberg did a great pass to him, and Nashville is up two to nothing. That was Yarn Croak's 10th goal. Forsberg gets his 19th assist. Irwin, who I thought played pretty well for Nashville last night and has been playing pretty good for them, as the announcer said, they go up two to nothing after that goal. The Blues wanted to come out in the third period and put a lot of pressure on Pekka Rene. I don't necessarily think they put a lot of pressure, but they did have some pretty good opportunities, and I thought they basically outplayed Nashville in the third period for the most part. It wasn't huge margin that they outplayed Nashville, but I thought they had some pretty good opportunities. But early Pekka Rene would keep this a 2 to nothing game with a great, great save. Up in front, popped up in the air by the stick of Rene, taken by Dunn. Down low, Berglund. In front, what a save by Rene again. He robbed Chen. 
Outstanding. A great save on Braden Shin by that setup by Berglund. Perfect pass. Shin was right in front of the net where the Blues need to be. They did what they were supposed to do on that play. Keep the puck in. Berglund got it. Gave it to the guy in front of the net. Just couldn't get it past Pekka Rene. The Blues eventually would get a goal in this period, and it would be a great tip-in by Vladimir Sabotka on that fourth line. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that fourth line after the post-game interviews. Now Petrangelo off the boards. For Kyle Brodziak, he waits, shoots, he scores! Brodziak! It may have been tipped, and the Blues finally beat Rene, and it's 2-1. Quick hands by Alex Petrangelo on the right side, and the captain makes the play to get it back to Brodziak. Love the way Brodziak bought some time. Here's the play by Petrangelo. Slick play off the boards, plays it back, and now Brodziak's got plenty of time with the wrister. Vladi Saboka is on the doorstep. Brodziak added to this line. Here's the tip right there, or did it? Hard to tell. Doesn't matter. The Blues finally solve Pekarene and get on the board with this beautiful tip in by Vladimir Sabotka. Great shot by Brodziak from about five, six feet in from the blue line. Sabotka gets his seventh goal. Brodziak gets his seventh assist. Petrangelo was key in the play too. Gets his 18th assist. 13-37 in. The Blues are back in this game at 2-1. to one. They would have a couple more opportunities. They would pull Jake Allen with a little under three minutes left. Just did not work out for them and the Blues lose the game. Two to one. Let's go over the stats of the game before we get into the post-game interviews. Shots on goal. The Predators had 26. The Blues had 30. Face-offs. The Blues won that battle 52% to 48. Seven total power plays. Predators had five. Blues had two. Nobody scored a power play goal. So both penalty kill units played very well. Penalty minutes. The Blues had 15. Predators had nine. Hits pretty even. 22 to 21 in Blues' favor. Blocks pretty even in the favor of the Blues, though. Giveaways, the Blues gave away five, and the Predators give away two. Tough loss for the Blues, but they didn't play their best, and you're not going to beat a team like the Predators unless you play your best. Let's go ahead and get to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Joel Edmondson, Brodziak, and, of course, uh, Coach Mike on this loss. He's he's really not understanding why they're not scoring goals, and people keep saying, oh, it's because of Jaden Schwartz. If you lose one player, and I know Jaden Schwartz is one of the Blues' top scorers, the top scorer, you're going to have problems scoring, but you shouldn't have this much of a problem scoring. There's a lot of good things in the game, but um, I think we got to make it tougher on their goalie. Um, I don't think we threw enough pucks from, from bad angles, and we didn't get bodies in front of the net. So um, he saw most of the shots. So, you know, Sobey's goal, he went right to the net, and uh, good things happen when, that happens, when you go to the net. So um, uh, we just didn't make it harder. Hard enough on Rene. Knowing that's what you got to do, what holds you guys back from doing it, even when you know that's the plan? Uh, you just got to win your battles to the net. Um, you know, you just got to beat your D-man off the wall. And um, us defensively, we got to get shots through. So um, it's a combination of the forwards and D. Eddie, with the goaltending you're getting at the other end, I mean, are you sensing frustration on the bench right now with the lack of offense? Yeah, for sure. But, you know, you can't let it, you can't let it sink in. Um, you got to stay positive. But, um, you know, it's definitely wearing guys down. And everyone wants to chip in. But... You know, it's a tough game. Uh, you just got to, like I said, get bodies to the net, and um, we got to get the greasy goals. We're not going to get fancy ones. You had that open look back door. Did the puck roll off your tape? Yeah, I was spinning pretty good, but, you know, I still should have buried that. And, um, you know, it's a tough one to swallow, but, um, yeah, I was spinning. Those ones are tough. Uh, not much else I could have done. You got to feel like you're... You're even. I mean, you don't feel that Nashville's like a demonstrably better club than you guys or anything, do you? No, I thought it was a pretty even game. Um, we had some good parts of our game. Um, I think we could have done 
done better on our odd man rushes, um, create more offense. But I thought we controlled the controlled the puck well in the offensive zone, and um, you know that's a, that's a step. Um, a couple of games in Canada, we weren't really doing that. We we're just tossing pucks randomly. So I thought uh, we managed the offensive zone pretty good, and you know our, our penalty kill was good tonight. So we got to take some positives out of the game. I thought it was a you know fairly even game. We expected it to be an even game. Uh, that's just the way things go against this team. It just always seems like games are close, and uh, you know, again, we just we're having trouble scoring. And uh, yeah, that's that's you know, we limit and we give give up two goals, a pretty tight game, and you know, we got to try find a way to get you know more than one, and, and that was the difference. You get the one there with Sobe going to the net, and you you score that goal in front of the net. Why does that seem to be a recurring problem though? We're getting guys in front of the goalie. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It, you know, it's something we're, we're we're trying to figure out as a group here. What uh, you know, what what we're doing, what we're not doing well. Uh, you know, I think we're. You know, when you when you're having trouble scoring, maybe you're, you're tending to, uh, you know, make an extra play or make it, uh, you know, more complicated than it needs to be. And uh, yeah, we we just got to find a way. Uh, you know, like we're we're talking about it. We're we're trying, but we're it's it's just a feeling we got to get. As a group of uh, you know getting in the net and knowing the puck's going to get there and, and uh, yeah and you know hopefully we'll start turning this around. Is it more of a mindset? Yeah, you know it's it is a mindset, but it's it's a, a confidence thing too. In a league that's you know every team knows how to defend and it's a hard league to get goals in and uh, you know we're not feeling uh, you know too good about our, our offensive game right now and. Uh, you know, we just got to keep working at it and, and trust that you know we got the players in here to do it. We just we just got to get that uh, that mojo going again. Yeah, I'm I'm frustrated, and uh, and not because I don't think that we can score goals. Uh, I just think that we're better than that. Why does it seem to be a recurring theme? Some of the guys talk about it just not making it difficult to the goal, just not getting that track. There's some things that uh, that you're supposed to have an answer for. We come out with the intention. You see uh, the mindset that we ha that we start, and uh, and for whatever reason we don't want to follow through with it. And uh, you know, I think the way that we scored the goal was a good example of the way that we need to do things more frequently through the course of the game. Uh, I thought that the game was there for us. Um, we didn't capitalize on opportunities, and not just opportunities that. You know that that you see the final scoring chance, but we had rush opportunities in the second period where, you know, we turned pucks over. I don't I don't feel that we're um, fast enough off the rush. Uh, you know, I don't think that we're making enough plays, um, and I don't think that we're doing enough little things offensively to to create the offense in those situations. Mike, I know you can't pin it to one thing, and you're probably tired of hearing about Schwartz not being out there. But how does one player have such a big effect on your offense? Well, he's a great player, uh, but I also. I really don't think that we should be saying that because we don't have Schwartzy, we can't win hockey games right now. We're still a, a really good hockey team, um, and we're not performing offensively at the level that we can. There was a lot of good things defensively. PK was good. Uh, there was a lot of things that gave us a chance to win a hockey game tonight, but it's hard to win when you score one goal. He to me, it, it potentially that could be the reason why we're not attacking with speed, why we're not challenging them, and and uh, and you know, it's it's one thing to defend, it's another thing to, to, to make it hard on them to defend, and uh, and I don't think that we did that enough. Mistakes are going to be made, but when you not score goals, both of our goals seem like as a result of 
offenses on turnovers. It just magnifies them. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, I didn't think that, you know, obviously you come into a game like this, you hope you're going to get a shutout, but, um, you know, a couple mistakes happen, and obviously when you're not scoring goals, those mistakes are magnified. But I do feel that there's times where we have the puck on our stick and uh, there's plays to be made and we don't execute on those plays or, or it could be a decision, um, whatever the case is. Um, we have to be better, and, uh, and there's no excuses. It starts with me. Um, you know, we have to make sure that we uh, collect these guys, make sure that we have the right mindset heading into every game. And, uh, you know, it's not just going to be something that we flip the switch here. We have to build back the mentality that we are uh, a hard attacking offensive uh, team with the mindset of, of doing things a certain way. Um, you know, we were scoring goals uh, at a pretty good uh, number earlier in the year. And, you know, when things went dry, I think that we've gotten away from some things and we have to get it back. We're in the box, I think, six minutes of the third penalty is an issue. Yeah, it's obviously tough to come back when uh, when you're killing penalties, that's for sure. Mark, I know your team had 30-plus shots, but after two periods, uh, Shin and Tarasenko won a piece. What's going on with some of those top guys? I don't know. Like, I think that uh, looking at those guys, I, I really felt that there was only the one shift that, that I thought that they were, uh, you know, real dangerous. And I'd like to see... Um, you know, it's not necessarily taking chances, but at the same time, it's not playing so safe. It's getting more involved. It's challenging people one-on-ones, winning your one-on-ones, either with and without the puck, um, supporting each other and, and using each other out there. And, uh, um, you know, again, I think that they had the one shift that, that they came real close to scoring, but certainly would have liked to have seen a little bit more sustained pressure there. I agree with Coach Mike. The Blues look like they're afraid to make a mistake. And when you're afraid to make a mistake... You make mistakes, and it's those mistakes. One or two a game can cost you a game. One a game can cost you a game. They've got to cut down on mistakes. They've got to start playing more confidently. They've got to put more quality shots on the net, more guys in front of the net. Those 45-foot shots, even with guys in front of the net, a lot of times have been contested, and they're just lobs. Uh, They're 50, 60-mile-an-hour shots but you need to put a good enough quality shot on for the guy to tip the puck in. And there's got to be a guy there. Let's get to the fourth line. Fourth line I thought played terrible last night. They did not play very well at all. And even though I like the Ryan Reeves trade, there's something about this line that's not meshing since Reeves left. It's not as energetic. It's not really able to muck it up with the other team's lines. They're just not playing like they did last year. I think that's got a lot to do with the absence of Ryan Reeves. He was a spark. He would fly around. He would hit people. And even when he wasn't hitting people, there was enough of him out there for people to be a little bit afraid of him being out there. And the Blues don't have that. Also, Sunquist. The Blues go on and on about Oscar Sunquist and what a steal he was to get from Pittsburgh. In my mind, Oscar Sunquist is not a very good player. I am shocked that he is on the fourth line. It is hard to be able to to play well when your fourth line's not playing well. When you only have one or two lines, you're not going to win a lot of games. I'm not saying the Blues have to have four dominant lines. I'm not saying that. But your fourth line has to come out there and get those five to eight minutes of pretty good, at least defense, to stop the other team and to give your big, your best players a rest. And Oscar Sundquist, in my mind, is not right now an NHL fourth-line player, he's just not. And I know the Blues have had injuries, and that may be why he's on the fourth line. It probably is. But please don't tell me, Blues, that Oscar Sundquist is a very good young player. 
at this point in his career, he is not. He's just not. The fourth line has to start playing better. They've got to start taking more minutes so these other guys can get some rest. And we need more out of our top guys. I've been saying it for weeks. Berglund's played well off and on. We need more from him. We need more from Steen. We need more from Braden Shin. And, of course, Tarasenko. A lot of people in this town say Tarasenko's untouchable. You can't say anything bad against him. He scored 40 goals last year. You've got to step it up. As I said a couple podcasts ago, if he doesn't step it up, he's going to be fortunate to get 30 goals. And a Tarasenko with 30 goals on a Blues team that's minus Jaden Schwartz is not going to bode well in the playoffs because they're already going to focus on him. And they're going to also focus on Braden Shin. So when you take those two guys out, who do the Blues have that can score? Not a lot of people. And I know a lot of teams only have two or three pretty good scores. Some teams only have two. And some teams are unfortunate enough to only have one. But the Blues need to pick up the scoring. They need to start start scoring at least three goals a game. You can't win by scoring one goal a game. Look at it last night. Jake Allen had a very good game. I thought he played great, actually. But the Blues couldn't score two goals to even take it into overtime. You just can't win. The Blues are 6-8. and eight. And they're in the month of uh, December so far. That's terrible. It's it's terrible, and it it's scoring. They've had a couple games where they've scored a lot of goals, but they've had a lot of games where they haven't scored very many. You're not going to win, even if your goalie allows two goals a game, when you're not scoring. They're six and eight. They've got two games left this month against Dallas Friday and against Carolina Saturday. A lot of people are marked chalking that game up on Saturday as a win. You can't do that. Carolina has a fast, fast young team. And they go all out. They don't care. They're just out there to play and have fun, number one. Number two, win. They're a very exciting young team to watch, and the Blues are going to have their hands full Saturday. They're also going to have their hands full with the Stars. Jamie Benn's been playing very well. Tyler Sagan's been playing well. Ben Bishop's been playing pretty good. They've not had a great last 10 games. Over the last 15, 20 games, they've improved, and it's always a tough game against the Dallas Stars, and it's going to be in Dallas. So if the Blues don't watch it and they lose these final two games, they could be 6-10 and 10 for the month of December. Not going to hack it, guys. It's just not going to hack it. They need to get some scoring somewhere from somebody. Somebody needs to step up and be a leader of this team. That's my uh, breakdown of the Blues game against the Predators. Thank you for joining us once again for this recap. I've been your host, Lance Descott, on the Drop Podcast. Make sure to check out lineupmedia.fm that brings you the drop. They've got so many other podcasts for you guys to listen to. They're one of the fastest growing entities, so there's something there for everybody. Make sure to check out my next two upcoming podcasts where we're going to be going over the Blues game against Dallas and the Blues game against Carolina. And then we start a new month and a new year. Until next time, guys. Let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.